0: greatest
1: i think it's time for them to storm the lowercase enough of this capital talk hi welcome to judd and earbuds once again i'm the host judd and this is the only podcast that my mom used to listen to i'm sitting here with a old friend of mine he's been a friend of mine for for quite some time he is, hails from anago wisconsin he knows more about bowling than anyone I know. And now he, he is Lambeau Field adjacent in Green Bay. Hello to the podcast, my friend Brady Grigrich. How you doing, bud?
0: Good, buddy. How you doing? Appreciate the uh the old man call out there. That's nice. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> old friend and old friend. So. Well,
1: I used to we used to when we used to do shows, I used to say you were the stepdad of comedy. You're I like I think my-
0: that's what you said the last the last show we had together at the the coffee house there you said that you're like and i'm like that is that's not an album title i don't know what it is (laughs) that's that's beautiful
1: i love it so a lot has changed since i've seen you last you you moved to minnesota was last time before i saw you yeah and tell us a little bit about that like like how you been man What's what's yeah, life been, been
0: up to? Been good, man. It's been a crazy couple of years. Um we moved twice since 2018. Uh, me and my fiance, Addie moved from she lived in Wausau, Wausau, Wisconsin. I lived in Stevens Point at the time. And we had been together for about eight months and decided we wanted to live in a big city together. And we both kind of threw a couple options out there and the one common one was Minneapolis, St. Paul. So Took off, lived in the Twin Cities for a couple of years. That was a great experience. We loved it over there, but sometime probably in the middle, beginning of last summer, uh, we were kind of three or four months into this shit show of a pandemic, kind of realized that we kind of felt like we were like on an island over there. I mean, we had friends and family over there and whatnot, but most of our family and close friends were centered here back in Wisconsin, um, but we didn't really want to necessarily move back to Stevens Point, Wasa area. So we uh, we ended up landing on uh, Green Bay. So then we've been back home for about four months. We moved back in September.
1: Right. How are you liking the old Green Bay, Wisconsin?
0: It feels like home, man. It really does. I mean, True. it was it was nice living over in the cities, and it was a good experience. Um, but it definitely just just the people and how friendly everyone is, um, for the most part, and being an hour away from our parents and having good friends right up the road. It's just, it can't put a value on that. It's been awesome.
1: By the way, congratulations on getting engaged, man.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Getting, getting old, getting married, moving all over the place. I don't know what the hell's going on.
1: (laughs) You're growing up right before my eyes, Brady. It's adorable.
0: Somebody sent me a picture this morning of my high school bowling team picture. I'm like, I'm like Benjamin Button on this day. I'm like, I look like 10 years older in that picture 18 15 years ago that i do now I'm like what the hell <laughs> well
1: That's all right real. we can talk about bowling you are yeah, right you you worked for a bowling alley or you were on a bowling team
0: Both. i worked at a I, that was my first job i worked at a bowling alley started when i was 15 uh dishwashing, a uh, bowling alley in Annago, and I bartended and helped. Uh, I was an assistant to GM there for a couple of years before I was done for about ten years. I did that.
1: So you're good at bowling. is What you're saying?
0: <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I can hold my own out
1: there. What does that mean? Like, are oh, you okay at bowling? See, so I would say I'm okay at bowling, but that's what's not true. What's your best? True. What's your
0: best game? What's your best game?
1: I've hit, I've hit like in the twos, but that was in a nine-pin tournament. That's the good. 200s. Two hundred. Tuesday's but good.
0: that's I'm cuz we we clearly didn't have a season this year my last season average was probably like 190 was my that's, average
1: That's insane though that's like really good at bowling
0: Well to to that point though a guy that I bowled with a good friend of mine from Anigo he actually just won the award for the highest average in the state of Wisconsin to put that in perspective his average was like two fifty or something. <laughs> and when the best you can do is three hundred, I'm like, you kind he kinda blew right past me in my little one ninety out there.
1: It's a different sport. Like yeah. I I I am no way understanding uh oil patterns or, oh, yeah. you know, shifts in like you need you should do this or you should have put mm-hmm. this rotation on the ball. I'm just like, hey I want to knock those pins down. I'm going to do whatever I can to knock them down. I don't know. I'm going care to take whatever.
0: this brick and I'm going to throw it in that general direction. And <laughs> exactly. It'll it be good. That's not heave. a bad strategy. It's not bad. I,
1: I call it the heave and pray. So I just heave and I
0: pray <laughs> that. Just throw up a little quick one yep. and make it the 10 pins down there you good. Yeah.
1: Awesome. And it's the worst thing is ever if you're like at a bowling alley and there's like a kid's birthday party to the left of you. Oh, yeah. And then you see them just granny roll a strike in front of you. There's yeah. nothing more demoralizing than you have to follow that after the birthday boy who's 10 years old just granny rolled a strike and everyone cheered, and you just almost guttered, but you hit the one pin. That's
0: it. Especially when they don't have the bumpers up. That makes you feel even worse.
1: Yeah, or that little, uh, the ramp- <laughs> little, the
0: little crane thing
1: that, that they can just yeah. shoot the ball down.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to make this as easy as possible. You just line it up and just push this thing down. They're not even playing like-
1: then. No. They just came for pizza pretty much.
0: <laughs> well, don't we all pizza and beer? That's, that's
1: Pizza the and go. Beer is the, the that's like the you have to get
0: it if you're bowling, I believe. That's it's the like, bowlers that's the bowlers yeah. diet, man. That's the way to go. They
1: can't get anything else. You can't get it you need pizza and beer. Right? Need that Pictures. little bit of grease
0: on your fingers. Pitchers of beer, I believe. Yeah, the, the expensive kind too, like four fifty for a pitcher or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> Obviously. <it is>. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a little uh, red label. Oh, whiskey!
1: Real fancy over
0: there. It was on sale. It was like twenty-five bucks at festival, so I, got, I found a good deal.
1: What are you sponsored? Throwing on festival.
0: <laughs> the, over here? the old, the old, the old man. Uh, the old man found a good deal there. So,
1: what do you save up coupons?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with coupon cutting, man.
1: So. You moved to Green Bay in the pandemic. How's the pandemic uh, treating your lifestyle? As it has it changed work wise, or or uh, you know other things like that?
0: Well, both. We clearly left our jobs uh, in the cities and had to find a new job while living over there. Find a place, uh, an apartment, and everything. So that was that was pretty stressful not gonna lie that was pretty anxiety ridden couple of months there in the summer but addie has been amazing and she was kept a level head throughout the whole thing and really helped me keep a level head on it and uh started looking for jobs and was able to land one in about two months over here um and then roughly i think in that same week it was Second week in August, we found our place to live. So yeah, once that all kind of those two big things fell into place, uh, and Addie started her own business, she started her own spa uh, in Appleton, which is like 20 minutes away from Green Bay. So once those pieces started to fall into place, it was a little less stressful. But the pandemic, I mean, it's been tough. Just the adjustment to life and being cooped up inside, and not being able to see clearly like good friends like you and family and stuff like that in person. But the, I'd say the the biggest thing that we took out of it was Cause we started doing a lot of wedding planning in the pandemic and we're looking at pictures and we really didn't like how we looked and felt from a, like being in shape standpoint. So when the pandemic hit, we kind of both said together, you know, let, we want to look at our wedding day pictures in 20 years and not be like, Jesus, what the hell were you thinking? Why'd you eat that? You don't you feel like shit or you, you don't want to look back and regret on that. So we kind of game plan together and put together a new, changed the lifestyle, um, learned how to cook together, a bunch of good recipes and things like that, and then started working out every day. And in that time period over the last probably 10 months, um, me and Addie are down about a hundred pounds together. She's that's, down about fifty, and I'm down about forty. So
1: that's ins- over a hundred, like over a hundred pounds. Yeah, almost
0: hundred between the two of us. Yeah,
1: for a visual of that. That's a that's a baby calf, like a small baby calf. Yeah, but a hundred <laughs> exactly. pounds.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a lot ins- of pounds of bacon off there.
1: That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so congratulations. Was, so we kind of
0: took. The, thanks, man. We we kind of took a took it as a positive to be like, well, we're inside. And it happened in the summer, and the spring when it was nice out. And it's, I've never been a big runner because I'm not most athletic, so I, I look really weird and shitty when I run. <laughs> so, but I we found some nice trails when we were living over there and was able to. Uh, you, run like was bowler, just, <laughs> you run like a bowler is what you're saying. I.
1: You run like a bowler. Exactly
0: right. I run like a bowler. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: I did see the videos of you guys cooking together. So how? Who came up with that idea? Who who made the video first, or like who was like, hey? let's start making videos of us cooking together and make a meal out of it.
0: That was Addie's idea. Cause she, she had been getting a lot of comments like on, on her Snapchat story. She put out like videos of us cooking and the meals that we were making. And her friends would message her and say, Hey, you should, we're always looking for easy recipe ideas or good recipe, new stuff to do and cook. Um, and it was something fun to do for us. Um, with the pandemic going on and being inside, I'd say, I mean, I, I cooked a little bit more, I think, than Addie to start, um, but she's really gotten into it and reading cookbooks and looking at her recipes online and kind of just made it her own. But it's one thing that we, we look forward to doing it every day, and it's it's a fun thing to do together.
1: So, so you guys cook together, you run together. How, mm-hmm. So how far have you ran? What's, what's like, the longest?
0: I did – well, tonight – which is kind of, it's fun to look back on that because I, I downloaded an app on my phone to like, it's like that where tracks where you go and your time and everything like that. And I think the last time I was timed in a run was like two years ago. I did, it was like a 10 and a half minute mile. I mean, it wasn't fast by any stretch. It was a, it was a five mile running point. And then I timed it just today. I was at like eight, like an 8.4 minute mile. And I, I went, I went just over four miles today. Jeez, that's good. So it's starting to get to the point where it's like it's building up, where I'm gonna to have to start going longer. Because I remember when I first started, I, I'd get to a mile and sucking wind from the first three rows, and people would have passed out from oxygen deprivation if I would have been in a stadium. But just slowly seeing that build up and building up my cardio has been has been a fun transformation to see.
1: That's awesome. Like, are there yeah. goals to like do a marathon, half marathon, anything like that, or
0: just like keep running? I think eventually i would like to do that um two i think it was two years ago i did uh i got <laughs> i was a little intoxicated one night and a friend asked me to do a tough mutter, and i said yes and then they reminded me of that after the fact that they're like oh you don't know, remember a couple days later they're like you owe us money for the entry free for the tough mutter." i'm like wait what i gotta stop <laughs> agreeing to do stuff after a couple of cocktails i gotta stop that but i did that and i was i was probably about 30 pounds heavier than I am now clearly and not as good as shape um, physically or mentally. And I tried and I made it, it, I did the, I signed up for the 10 mile one and I made it seven of the 10 and then my calves cramped up and I couldn't finish. Um, and when that happened and I couldn't finish, that was kind of a goal of mine. I'm like, I'm going to do this again one day. And I'm going to, I'm going to at least make it to the end. I'm not going to drop out just over halfway through.
1: Yeah, I seen it, I seen a tough mutter, um and they shock you at the end.
0: Was, yeah. I I didn't get to do that part. I don't but get that, why they,
1: that's the last one. Like I would make it totally fine, but then like you've made it this far, you're exhausted. Now we're going to shock you? Like that yeah. should maybe be the first one. Be like, "Hey, this is going to
0: wake you up." It's creepy to see too cuz I got the little wires dangling there that are like live that you got to run through and, and you, I, I'm not sure how big the the jolt is but it's enough that you you feel it and I'm like that that didn't hurt my my decision to drop out at the seven mile mark i'm like yeah you know i don't, <laughs> I don't really need it <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to get zapped
1: that would be mine i would fake an injury right before it <laughs> like oh like, yeah
0: pull the hammy going yep. down oh like, I, i'm going down yeah i could sell that absolutely
1: perfect well we well how we know each other is through comedy and obviously yeah. we're in a pandemic so we don't get to do as much comedy um so let's just talk a little bit about what the olden days I guess we can reminisce sure the olden days uh when, when, I mean when's the last time you get to go on stage it was March
0: 7th of last year I was okay. in uh, I had a show on the cross and it nice. was the last it was the last run of shows and that kind of that's sucks about the pandemic is I started off the year having like my best run of shows like i was booked like five weekends in a row and i'm like oh sweet and starting to pick up a little momentum and starting to get some different cities under my belt and things like that and then it hit and then it was done um but uh, that last show was was awesome when was your last one uh
1: I, I did some i've done some zoom ones i also did a social distance one at, at the paps okay. so I, i've done i've done a few within the pandemic and yeah, um good. It's, you know, it's not the same. I remember I did a show in March of last year, and it was the same day that Tom Hanks found out he had coronavirus. Oh, okay. so it was like, like the turning point for it. Everyone was like worried that the show was going to get canceled, and we're like, all right, let's just keep let's do it as best as we can to keep this mm-hmm. show going. And we kind of social distance the show. I remember because every date came. I I that day of the show we had. I had like the same. I had a bunch of weekends booked, and everything got canceled, 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 canceled. Yep, and that's what
0: happened. Like the week after, when they started shutting down, you started getting the emails like, "This May date is postponed indefinitely." And it's like, ah, it's like I was so close. And I like it felt like I had some some good momentum going. But I know I'm sure it'll be it'll be back um, at some point once once everyone's vaccinated or everyone's we get the all clear with that in a few months. I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Have you done any Zoom ones? Any Zoom shows? I have. I have not done any Zoom shows. Um, They're different. God bless. God bless you for doing them. I don't know if I could do it. I just think it. I don't think I would have the. I don't know if I'm talented enough. <laughs> to, the to thing pull I, that learned, off like, I I, did a few of them. Some were good. Some were were
1: absolutely terrible. But it it comes to a point where uh, this last one I was on probably was in December. What I did is I made a PowerPoint for my jokes. So I could share okay. my screen and when I say my dad had this on Facebook and I can sh- I, I can show them exactly what it was on sure. Facebook. So it kind of give a visual aspect to the jokes and that kind of worked better for me than just seeing me in
0: a box talk. Well, that's a neat idea too because it makes you feel like you're bringing them in versus like you said, you just talking to a screen and you're not necessarily getting feedback from the laughs or whatever crowd yeah, is out there.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people you just are on mute because they don't want it to interfere with your, you know, your headspace or anything like that. So you don't even yep. hear laughter, you know. So you're like, yeah, so no, that's. that's either I'm doing, yeah, either I'm doing great or everyone hates me. That's the only thing that you're that you gotta you gotta tell yourself one of two things. There's no
0: middle ground. It's one of the, it's one of the two for sure. We used to, we used to go. We had the
1: shows at the, the the Point Winery. Yep. And then we you also came down to the the Addyne
0: show, the coffeehouse show. Did the coffeehouse show. And I think the show we actually met was at a club that's no longer there. I can't remember the name. Was it the cafe? Uh, The Comedy Cafe, yeah. Yeah, that's where we met because I drove down and got on the open mic on that Wednesday. You were on the competition with me, yes. Yes, that's when we met because Mm -hmm. then you reached out to me after that about doing the winery show in in Stevens Point. Yeah, and
1: the rest is history. Look at us now.
0: Well, I I still remember that Milwaukee Cafe show. Cause that was like, that was one of the first shows I had in a different city with not necessarily anybody in the, like even like one or two friends in the crowd that knew me, it was all straight up comedy crowd on a Wednesday yeah. night. I remember getting the couple laughs and I'm like, all right, it something must be working. It's, it, it's, I'm not, I'm not just, it's not just a bringer show like where you bring all your friends and stuff like that. And your family's there. It's like, Okay, the, if I can make strangers laugh in a five minute set and at least get a couple of chuckles out of there, that's I'm tapped into something at least that's working. You know? Yeah,
1: like there's a lot of like once you get to that point where you can captivate an audience that mm-hmm. you do not know, yeah. that's when it clicks in your head. You're like, okay, this isn't just me telling stories to people who know me. Um, exactly, and that's where I think a lot of a lot of like. All, you did it. I did it the, for the where we're in the start off comedy because people told us we would be good at it or we thought we'd be good at it because our friends laughed mm-hmm. at our jokes and things like that. Exactly. But they have rapport with you. They know you for how many years they know they have the same humor. That's why they're, you're, you're friends with them, you know? Yeah. So once, so once you get to a point where the audience is not them, and you can still relate to them, have a rapport with that audience and still like make them laugh at the things you find funny. That's when you can snowball it into something actually. That is- you know, you
0: got something, you're, yep. you're making a connection with people there. That's not just like you said, the rapport with your friends, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know that too. There's countless instances of you hear stories like that. Somebody tells you that you're funny you go up there and it's just not, there's people are, some people are just aren't cut out for it. They're not, they're not joke writers, they're not comedians, and it just doesn't work out. Um, so I think we've both been very lucky in that respect that it's like, well, we've, we've had a little bit of success and being able to make people laugh and turn that, well, you're funny. You should go try it on stage. It's like, well, that's a pretty scary thing to do in front of a bunch of people you don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's been, and I'm sure you've, you've had it too. I know I am every comedian has, cause you get those bombs, that just bring you back to reality and you're like okay you're still constantly working on it you're still trying to be better because you could be leading up to you think it's going to be the greatest show ever and you just eat shit up there and you're like well that's a nice big slice of humble pie that
1: <laughs> but you got to I think I think the bombs yeah. and and the terrible shows are what m- make you want to be better if you have great shows have sure you're killing it. Awesome. You're, you're on the top of the world, but you need to get knocked down a peg for you to get better. I feel.
0: Exactly. Cause then like, then you look at that and like, what went wrong? Like, was it, was it me? Was, was my delivery? Was it the jokes? I mean, cause some of this stuff I've tried in other venues and it's worked and this one, it didn't work. So it, it's like, you, it's a, it's your fine tuning up there just trying to be like, okay, I don't want that feeling again. I know it'll happen again what can i learn from that just to be a little bit better next time yeah. or at least handle the bomb better
1: have you didn't have you been doing writing in uh, in the pandemic
0: not as much as i i should have been i would i'd write stuff down on my phone um and i have a little notebook uh that i wrote you probably remember that like my little notebook that i yeah i <laughs> can bring um it's always right here it's always nearby um not as much as i should have and i think that was part of the anxiety with moving and just getting sidetracked with that not to make excuses but i think i just got a little lazy i'll make an excuse for you because you're not experiencing the stuff
1: you would be experiencing you know too we're in in a weird time it's hard it's hard to draw because you draw from your experiences you know so it's harder to you're
0: not going to games you're not going to concerts you're not interacting with people in it's person
1: a, yeah it's a different time like i don't know how you feel about this but i don't want, i don't want to write pandemic jokes i don't want to no. write quarantine jokes because we're all no. in it we all know that mm-hmm. I, I mean i've wrote a few that are just terrible and i told i told the buddy this i, I they're not going to see the, the light of day but mm-hmm. i just wrote them because at the time i thought it was funny but i'm like no one wants to hear this They're are they're also in the pandemic you know it's not exactly. special
0: they're you know? experiencing a with you and it's it's a sad thing i mean people are are sick and all that stuff it's like they don't it's not something that people want to be reminded of and, and my thought on that same wavelength is that there's way way better and more famous and more talented comedians out there doing COVID jokes better than i ever could so it's like you they if they want to go do that and make they are better writers they're, they're funnier clearly and they they can make that stuff funny Whereas I don't think, I don't think I don't think it would be I don't think it would be I would connect with anybody on a funny level. It would just be kind of like, oh, I remember this kind of stuff. It's like it's not it's not a fun topic. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's and it's hard because it's like imagine being you know in in a in a rough time and then you just have to hear about being in a rough time.
0: (laughs) Just reliving it. It's like nobody wants to Groundhog Day this thing. I mean, it's not. I mean. you said you're not experiencing as much stuff out and about but like the stuff I'm writing I gotta I'm sure that I'm gonna have at least another five or ten minute slice of relationship material because I feel like a lot of people are that are in relationships because that's what you're experiencing you're experiencing different parts of whoever you're with that's what the material is you have to draw off from so I feel like that's where my material is going to be going um, at least for the first little bit coming back
1: we always do this on the show. We do like a fun little game. We try to get the guest involved with something. We'll go. Actually, this is what we do ask usually, and it's always been fun. Who's the f- most famous person you've ever interacted with?
0: Interacted with or done a show with?
1: I probably know the show one, but I- I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go interaction, and then we'll go show.
0: Interaction with most famous. I. Had a picture taken after a show with Jim Gaffigan right with, when he was starting to get big. It was in college. It was like 2005, like when he was – he was big before, but it was like when he was starting to blow up with the yeah. Hot Pocket stuff. And That's, that was like 2005.
1: Was was his 11 kids there? He has like a million kids.
0: He's got like a million kids. They weren't there. But this was when he was still doing meet and greets to the general public after the show. Yeah, Like he did the she- – like now you have to – you pay for it as part of the ticket to get an extra experience this is when he'd do the show he closed and he's like i'll be up front signing autographs and recording voicemails or whatever and you just go stand out in the front and meet him that that stuff doesn't happen anymore
1: canadian used to do that too and then he got a little bit bigger mm-hmm. like kyle Kane. he used to i met kyle like a bunch of times after his show i've probably seen him live four or five times and
0: that guy's a killer he's so good
1: Oh, he's so good. And then he did he did, yeah. did Shank Hall one time. And he was supposed to do an hour, and he did like to like. Oh, was, nice! It was nuts. But then met him after and everything that. But then the last time I saw him at Turner, no no meet and greet after. You know, it just got okay. to the point where there'd be too many people. The
0: you're just too big, and you, you yeah. can't be out there for four hours shaking hands and yeah. whatnot. And that probably that's the kind of stuff that probably didn't help with the pandemic, but. <laughs> <laughs> <where> you, <laughs> But uh, we play a game called Would You
1: Rather. I have a, I have some Would You Rather questions. Now, Brady, have sure. you played would, would You Rather before, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So these are very abstract questions. You can answer There's no wrong answer to any of these, so you can go either oh, if there way. Is,
0: I'll fi- if there is, I'll find it.
1: Okay. Would <laughs> you rather make contact with aliens or grow your hair back?
0: Oh, contact with aliens for sure.
1: Yeah? Do you
0: believe in aliens? Yeah, I don't look. I don't look good with hair. I'm, I'm straight up. I straight up keep it shaved. I shave my head every other you, day. Wow, that is nice. Do you, do you shave it? Tight. The old No, that's just the glare off the top. But I got, yeah, <laughs> I'm straight, the straight stone cold Steve Austin here. I just scraped right down to the wood.
1: It looks like a bowling ball. It's nice, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at some old pictures of like clinging to the racing stripes on the side. And it's just like, that's like that old bowling picture I was telling you about. It's like, that is not aging me well at all. I got to Get rid of that crap out of there. That's not good.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Now, do you believe in
0: aliens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I think it's kind of silly to think that we're the only ones out there in a world that big. Do you think they're like green guys? I don't know if they're green. I'm sure they're. I'm sure it's somewhere between like a cute like ET and somewhere of like the Independence Day aliens that haunted me while when I was a kid from that movie. When that alien popped out of there, that Will Smith oh, yeah, yeah, punched in the head. Like I think it's a. There's probably somewhere in in between there.
1: Okay, I think they're probably. Also, I don't really care. Like to me, space yeah. is the dumbest thing ever. Like people look up there, like oh, there's so much space in between the universe and all these stars and planets, and I'm like, yeah, but well, we haven't even found everything here yet. Like we haven't yeah. even. Found out what's at the bottom of the ocean. We can't figure that out. Why don't we just
0: worry about our own situation here? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Quit looking looking up. Same. I like like the the telescopes. I'm like, all right, yeah, there's star. I get it. (laughs) Also,
1: they could make all of that up, and I'd be like, yeah, sure. That that (laughs) that seems about right.
0: Sounds good. You read a book? God bless you. I don't. I don't know.
1: All right. Would you rather number two? Would you rather haunt everyone for the rest of your life? Do they when you die, you get to haunt whoever you want, or grow uh, your
0: hair back? I think the haunt that that sounds fun. Yeah, that would be a, that would Who'd be a good haunt? time. I don't know haunt. I don't. Know. I think I'd more mess with people. Like I wouldn't scare them. Ooh, but okay, you just, so you'd be screw. With... Yeah, just just screw with people a little bit. Just the, just to the mess them, turn the lights off when they leave them on type thing, and just. That kind of
1: stuff. Would you would you haunt like an old hotel or a stadium? Where where would you haunt?
0: If he's still playing, probably Tom Brady. Could be haunt him. All right.
1: <laughs> I know it's been it. This isn't gonna. It'll come out in like a few days and probably enough buffer time since the mm-hmm. Packers lost. But Tom Brady's a terrible human being. I'm gonna put this on record right now. Him and his butt chin. Tom Brady left his pregnant girlfriend for another woman. Stop saying he's the perfect family man. And he kisses his yeah, kids that... on the lips hard. And they're like twelve and thirteen. Like they yeah, should hard. be that's... almost ready in yeah, type in yeah, Tom first... Brady kissing sons. The first the first picture, he has got a hand on the back of the neck pushing the kid in.
0: It's bad. Yeah, that first point though, that's that gets brushed out of the rug a lot. That's a that's Every an time. important point there. Yeah. Yep. Every time. Yep.
1: <laughs> but I'd I'd also you please haunt Tom Brady for the rest of his life, Brady. That'd be amazing. I think
0: I, that's right. That's where my heart's at right now. Is
1: I Tom appreciate Brady. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you rather be in the Blue Man Group or Gurry Herback?
0: hair back? I go with the Blue Man Group just as a. Is that how much fun they had with that? I don't know if you ever watched Arrested Development. Oh yes, the TV yes. show and the character Tobias is like a stand-in for that show and this some of the funniest laughs i remember watching that show i would 100 do that
1: the, my favorite thing is he thinks he's gonna blue man group and it's a it's like a depressant like uh, yeah group so because it's like blue
0: it's God. a bunch of sad people i think the, my favorite line though is like he gets called or he thinks he's gonna get called and he paints <laughs> he's like i didn't i didn't get the call i prematurely blew myself and Jason Bateman's like, well, there's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, You have to think Bob Ross wrote all that. or uh,
0: uh, David Cross.
1: David Cross. That's the word I'm David looking Cross. for. David Cross. Bob Ross think.
0: is the painter.
1: Da, yeah, it's the it, happy trees. Yeah. Uh, David <laughs> Cross uh, probably wrote a
0: lot of that dialogue. I would think so. I mean, he's a comedian, so yeah. I would think he – put together a lot of that stuff and i mean a lot of it was so cleverly written yeah Man, that, that show is just that is a tightly written funny show
1: yeah well done it's a well done show mm-hmm. for sure now what no what's the a, what's a crazy conspiracy theory that you believe in like it can be wild it can be britney spears is is you know locked up and she needs to be let out
0: but Mine, see mine would probably be pretty boring, but it's like I always thought that there was something more to the, like the Kennedy assassination because I'm a big history guy. Okay. I mean, I went to college for poli sci and I, I like studying that stuff. So I was it always just that stuff fascinated me. The fact that it was tied in with history and just the different angles that people could take with it. And you could pull bits and pieces from each story that you're like, that kind of makes sense. That one always fascinated me.
1: Is National Treasure real? Like, could we? Could National Treasure be real?
0: I sure hope so, because I love that freaking movie. I am such a big fan of that movie. Oh, my God. Like, they said something the other day in the inauguration. They mentioned the Resolute Desk. I'm like, ah, from the movie. I'm like, that's how I know that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I like,
1: hope that it could be real, that, like, at the – the Illuminati just has a, a – you know, or the Freemasons or whoever the – villain yeah. or whatever, has something on the back of the Declaration of
0: Independence. That's
1: very funny. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Biden's laying under his desk trying to find, like, a wooden plank or something that's hidden in there. <laughs> He's
1: that's just... Trying, to yeah, you know that, like, the first day, like, you get into the White House, you're just kind of, like, pushing bricks. Like, you're just like... Oh, you're pushing on the walls. You're, you're just knocking, seeing if it's hollow, you know? There's
0: gotta be a door here somewhere. I know there's a door. Just, <laughs> just moving, moving,
1: moving, like, pictures slightly to see if something... <laughs> If I was president, I would want to know, like, the the, sec- the cool secret stuff. Like, what is Area 51? You know, like, just what is it? Like, I'm sure it's yeah. probably – it probably has nothing to do with aliens. It's probably just, like, military training. Like, we have secret Just training. like a military
0: base, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But I would want to know all that stuff, like, right away. And then I would probably would resign. Well,
0: that, well to that, that same point, like, from the movie National Treasure, do you think that there is, like, a president's, like – Book, like a secret book or store or something that they pass on to each yeah. one that they're like, there's some, God, that would be so awesome. No,
1: I don't see. I don't think so because I don't think they want to keep that much record. You know,
0: good point. But there's gotta be like a story or something that they would, you think they would pass on or like, like one little tidbit of truth that nobody knows. Be Like, Hey, yeah. by the way, for...
1: they're, they're all supposed to the, I mean, the cool thing is that they all write each other a
0: letter. Yep and they leave it on the desk.
1: Yeah, leave yeah. It on that. And that's kind of cool. Um I think it was Obama. I believe Obama uh before he took office mm-hmm. told uh George Bush who was who's the the president that he was taking over for yeah. that could he could he gather all the living presidents for for like a dinner and so he could pick their brains before he got in. So that was a cool like thing that they all It's a great like, idea. He kind of got to like, you know, hang out with them beforehand.
0: Because I think that was when there were still, like, four or five alive, and now yeah, George, it's down to,
1: George like Sr., Jimmy Carter, yep. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush at the time, and then Obama would have been, so i have been five.
0: Yeah, because I think, because George H.W. passed away re- recently, didn't he, right? Yep. The, yeah. old, the old man did, yep. Yeah. Okay. I think Jimmy Carter's still alive. He's still alive. I think they said that the inauguration was the first one that he didn't go to, in however many years, because he's in his nineties and because of the, the pandemic and everything. Yeah. It just wasn't safe. But but that dude's still building houses and stuff out there for like Habitat for Humanity. He's like ninety-some years old. That guy's a rock. Is
1: one who likes jelly beans? Who's the guy like jelly beans?
0: Is that Ronald? Reagan? That sounds right. I, one of them like uh, one of them like is big on jelly beans. Yeah. Well, like George Bush is a painter. Like I didn't know that. He's a like a big artist. Yeah, yeah he was a Pretty good one too. They put some of the stuff up there. I'm like, who the hell would have thought that? It's like I have no idea.
1: <laughs> My favorite George Bush moment is when he's talking about Al Qaeda. He's on the golf course and he's like, "Talk. We are going to fight Al Qaeda. We're going to find the terrorists and we're we're going to we're going to get them." Now you guys want to watch yep. this drive and just smokes a drive down the fairway. <laughs> It's one of
0: but the things people to like slice that right into the woods. Damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it shoots it right off the hip. It's
1: like, shoot. there's no bigger pressure than when you are
0: on the tee and people are watching. No matter how oh, good you are horse. at golf, it's pressure. Oh, you can muff it. You yeah. can muff it and not hit it to the woman's tee and no, yeah. no problem. Oh, I've done that numerous times.
1: Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to get on the course. So I love golf. You know, I'm ready to get Me some- too some baseball action brewers are coming up big brewer fan
0: yeah absolutely so uh how do you how do you think the season's going to be for the brewers this year i hope it's better than last year it seemed just kind of like a meh season last year i mean i know they were in the playoffs whatever because they yeah. expanded it to whatever 30 teams now they get into the playoffs or some mm-hmm. shit like that but it's like they clearly didn't deserve to be there they were never over 500 a game all year i mean i think they had some positive stuff come out between like woodruff and Burns, like, some homegrown pitchers mm-hmm. that are going to contribute for a long time. And then it's sad, too. Like, you see, like, Braun probably ended his career without a without a crowd there and just kind of quietly went off into the sunset and didn't yeah, get a, another crack bring, at a I, title.
1: I think they'll bring him back for, like, a first pitch and stuff. I mean, they bring Prince back and stuff like that. So, yeah. he'll be honored. I mean, Braun, going to go in the Brewers Hall of Fame for sure. Maybe not the, you know, uh, actual Hall of Fame, but – you got to get him in there. Because of the, yeah, because of what happened. Because he owned yeah, a that restaurant one. that went under? That's why, right? We're talking about
0: <laughs> That's why.
1: That's <laughs> Do you remember when Ryan Braun used <laughs> yeah, to wear, like, uh, the Affliction t-shirt? You ever see Ryan Braun? He used to have a, he to have a clothing yeah. company. And it was the worst like the thing UFC you've ever shirts. seen. Like,
0: it wasn't good. It was like you bedazzled yeah, shirts, or... and he tried to sell them. <laughs> I'll still hang my hat on my favorite Ryan Braun moment was 2008, when he hit that three-run home run against the Cubs towards the end of the season to like send them into the playoffs for the first time in 28 years or whatever the hell it was. I still remember watching that.
1: He hits it, then looks straight into the dugout, to the Brewers dugout. Put
0: the bat up in the air and the crowd was going nuts. And yeah. I, we were I was in college. I remember just everyone losing their mind. That was so fun.
1: Yeah. It, I, I'm so – I'm pumped
0: for it, you know, ready to get back on the,
1: the old uh, Brewer train, you know.
0: Yeah, I just – I don't know when it will be a thing, but I – that first time being back in the stadium will be it will be fun it'll be good to be back
1: for sure well when you come back you'll be in milwaukee that's where i am just let me know and i'll come out and have a beer with you and tailgate
0: right on uh, man that sounds awesome we'll, we'll kick some back but
1: uh brady i, I want to thank you very much for being on the podcast man I'm, I'm happy you're doing well and uh congratulations again on the engagement and uh if you ever uh, uh, want to see Brady uh, live, I'm sure I'm sure you could follow him on Facebook and on Instagram and uh, all over um, all so- over the social media. Whenever
0: uh, whenever comedy comes back in full force, I'm sure I'll get a website out there at some point and get that all promoted out there. But yeah, I really appreciate you having me on, but it's been it's good to catch up with you and see you, and hopefully we can we can do this again soon in person.
1: For sure, thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate it. All love. Now, for all you joining the Earbuds listeners, if you want to be on the podcast, just let me know. We can always sign up through Zoom and get you on the podcast. If not, you can do it in person. I can get you six feet away. We can disinfect some mics and uh, disinfect them and make sure that we are safe and sound. It'll be fun. But uh, until then, I'm your host, Judd Reminger. Peace. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Noach, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um... I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go judging your earbuds. (laughs)